Now, there's something I want to, you know, I want us to read a few scriptures. Because I said earlier, these are the things we are talking about, words. But words come out of the abundance of the heart. Jesus said in that Luke chapter 6. Let's just read it, Luke chapter 6. Then I will now get to the main scriptures I want to use to explain some things here. Now from verse um, 43, I'm reading up to 40, down to 45. So for there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. The good man out of the good treasure, now listen to this. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasure that is in his heart brings forth what is evil. For his heart speaks from that which fills his heart. Please bear that in mind. Whether the fellow is good or he's bad is known by what he says. Please bear that in mind. But what he says is only a reflection of what has filled the heart. That is, if we are going to speak words that are right in the sight of God, if we are going to speak acceptable words, it will be because we have filled our hearts also with acceptable truth. With the knowledge of the word of God. Two scriptures I want us to read quickly. Colossians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15. He said, therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of God is. And do not get drunk with wine, for this is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, when you are filled with the Spirit, this is what happens, verse 19. Speaking to one another in Psalms, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Now, what I want there is that verse 18, when it says that, do not get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, when we read this before those days, what we thought was that, of course, literally what this says is this. Keep being filled with the Spirit. That's what it says. That's what it's trying to say. That it's a continual process. It's not something you do once and it is done. So we say, the impression we have this is that you need laying on of hands again to fill with the Spirit. Are you getting my point? You need to have an eye, you know, the fire fall from heaven to fill with the Spirit. Because in the beginning, in the book of Acts, they were filled with the Spirit and they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. But like I've said here in recent times, the word spirit in the Bible has a lot of uses. Yes, that flowing in feeling of the Holy Spirit is one thing. Love is another, is another word that spirit is used to describe. Motivation is another word that spirit is used to describe, or another thing that spirit is used to describe. But in this context, what was Paul saying? If you're not here with us then, please get a series in which we analyze Ephesians and Colossians in our school of Bible exegesis. Now, in this context, what was Paul saying? The book of Ephesians was a book written as an encyclical, a book of doctrine for all the churches. But he took this book and then wrote a smaller version 
and send it to the, the Colossian church. And for that reason, let's open to that portion in the book of Colossians chapter 3 to see exactly what Paul was saying here. Remember, we're talking about the heart being filled with the right things so that the mouth can bring forth that which is right. Colossians chapter 3. Again, let me just look for where to start. Let's start from verse 15. I'm reading to verse um, 16 and 17. Yeah. He said, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now, notice verse 16. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now, what I want to bring out from here is how he expressed, be filled with his spirit in the book of Colossians. The same thing he said in Ephesians chapter 5. He's saying the same thing in Colossians chapter 3 in verse 16. In Ephesians chapter 5, he said, do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be what? Filled with the Spirit. The same thing he said in Colossians chapter 3. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I hope you're getting my point here. What are we trying to bring out? The way by which you speak the right words with little effort on your part is not by starting with words, but by filling your heart with the right words. Please, I hope you're getting my point here. That's why I left this till the end. First of all, we talked about feeling, I mean, interpreting our lives from God's word. We talked about having our expectations, our desires, what our life should be like from the word of God. We talked about building precepts of our life on God's word. And last of all, we talk about words that we speak. These words come out of the things that we fill our hearts with already. That is the assignment for the believer. I hope I get my point. Is to settle down and fill his life Fill her heart with the word of God. That we do deliberately. Now, you know what, I, what I'm discussing now? It's one of my favorite topics. Since I started ministry, anytime I get here, I get happy. Encouraging believers to fill their hearts with the word. I always get excited. I see all the time, you know what God said? To whom much is given? To whom much is given? That is, God expects me to be able to quote many more scriptures than Abraham. I don't know what I heard I said. We used to say that, which Bible did Abraham read? That has so much faith. That is true. But the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is expected. I thought about it. A man like David. This was Yesterday I was just meditating about these things. A man like David. What Bible did he have? Have you ever thought about it? Because Samuel had not been written. Kings are not being written. All those prophets, Isaiah, they are not come. There was no Jeremiah. There was no other prophet. I, yeah, they, are, they are not going to exile and all of that. So Esther had not been written. Most of those books, the only books they had, he would have had, is Genesis to Deuteronomy. I don't think there's any other one that had been written at that time. Okay, Job. Which other one? Job, Chronicles was after him. Kings was after him. Joshua, yes, Joshua. 
Yes. Yeah, let's not forget Joshua. I don't think Judges was already there because Judges, Ruth, I think they were compiled by Samuel. So at, when he was a young boy, he didn't have all those, those stories. So he probably just had from Genesis down to, to Joshua. And that's all the books he had. I believe he had instructions directly from Samuel. That's me. I thought about a lot of those people. That was just about yesterday. So which book did they have to read? It's not funny, not to have a Bible. <laughs> they didn't have. But the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is expected. Now, we, not, and as a matter of fact, God expects us to do better than everybody that lived in previous generations. Yes. Why? Because not only do we have the complete Bible, like one we have today, we have greater access than any previous generation. You know what I said? Yeah, the Bible was complete hundreds of years ago. But it was not available to every human being until recently. Just a few hundreds of years up to this point. And until 20, 30 years ago, each Bible you want... What am I saying? Until five years ago, each Bible you needed, you had to go and buy. And then they had these Bibles that are four in one. That were half your body weight when you are carrying them. Remember them? The one I liked most had... Um, King James, New American Standard, Amplified, and what's the fourth one? An NIV. And then, when they want to honor a man of God, you buy him that load. Then, then go to cement, you give it to him. <laughs> but I look back and I so ridiculous. Like, what? Did anybody do that? Because they take your smartphone. How many Bibles do you have on your smartphone? Because I, I, can't, I, don't, I can't even count. I have access to hundreds of them. The ones I have downloaded, not too many, maybe like just 20 there about. Are you getting my point? But the access, you version. To whom much is given? Kingdom World Ministries. We even distributed our messages on SD cards. 32 gig containing over 700 messages that you can technically get for free. The SD card is not free, but you can take it, copy it, send it to somebody else. No, like that. 32 gig. And I don't know the phone you use, the one I use comes embedded, 256 gig. Is it 256 or 128? I don't even know again. But let's even assume it's 128. Now, if we load 700 Pastor Banky messages, Derek Prince messages, give me all the messages, they can't fill my phone. And literally, they are there. They can't fill the phone. To whom much is given? Let's not talk, let's not, let's not talk about books. Now on Kingdom, at least Kingdom website, almost all the books I have written, almost all, just a few, are available for free download. I remember when I was looking for John Alexander Dowie, the story of the man. I checked and checked on Amazon. Amazon US. The cheapest I could get was $200 or so. And this is an old book because it says collector's item. Ha! I said, which kind of wicked people are these ones? So something just crossed my mind. I went to Amazon UK and I saw it for 10 pounds. Now, why was the book so difficult to find? It's out of print. You have to get somebody else's old one. Then somebody had his own on Amazon UK, you know, to, and said to sell it, 10 pounds. Immediately I called my friend in the UK. I said, oh boy, you are coming home next week. He said, yes. Please, I sent him the link. Buy this book for me and bring it. He said, I'm not sure if we arrive before I come. I said, just buy it and keep it. So he arrived in Nigeria, he came to Enugu at the airport. I wasn't looking at him, I was looking at his bag. 
As soon as I picked him up, he brought out my book and handed it to me, that very nice book. He read it on the plane, so he finished it on the plane. I said, ah, thank you very much. I was so happy I took the book. Oh, my Alexander Dowie. Oh, I missed you. I read the book. I forgot how many years ago, and I wanted to read it again. Then a few months down the line, I think somebody heard me preach like that. I think he just sent me a link. Sir. Okay, why did he look for the book? See PDF free download now. Are you see what I'm saying? Many books that we you know we're looking for those days, they are now available all over the place. Free download PDF. Messages we'll look for. Say there's a message I heard many years ago. Just go to YouTube. Bam. Google is your friend. To whom much is given? Why you have time for Facebook to be chatting around this world is what I don't understand. Because there's so much positive things to fill your heart with. And God has a greater demand. No wonder Jesus said those who believe in him, greater works they will do. Because you have greater access to, you know, to information, to revelation, to, as a matter of fact. In this generation, there's no reason for Christians to walk in darkness and in ignorance except they love it. Yes. No, just want to be stupid. Just wake up in the morning, I don't like knowledge, I don't like wisdom. Foolishness is my portion, I claim it. I cl- that, that's the only reason. Apple came out with a smartphone, said we have to sell our houses to buy. God said, don't worry. He went to China, <laughs> breathed on the Chinese man, they made all kinds of Android phones. So that now, it is rare. It's only those who don't want a smartphone that don't have. Because even if you can't buy, somebody will use one, get tired and hand it down to you. No matter how cheap the, even the dull phones are, they can play MP3 and they can take an SD card. Have you noticed? They give you touchlight, radio, and a music player. And, and they have not started the phone function yet. Though. All other things are added onto you. Touchlight, radio, and what? A music player. Listen, people of God, there's no reason why we should walk in ignorance. Everything is fighting for our attention. That's what I'm talking about. Now, you have to deliberately fill your head. Now, I'm starting with your head. Just fill your head. Let words fill your head from scriptures. You have a smart device. There's one thing I do a lot of times. You know, <laughs> if I wake up at night, almost as a rule, my phone is usually beside me. It's plugged there. It's charging overnight. A lot of times before I sleep, but that's what I even used to sleep. So at least this word will soak in. I just open to my list of messages. Just tap on. So the reference wants to talk about walking in the spirit. I just click it. Don't worry, I know I will sleep off. Why won't I sleep off? For goodness, it's 12 midnight. But five minutes before I sleep off, the man will read two scriptures. I may not remember the scriptures, but it is inside. I've dreamt funny dreams before. I wake up. Why am I dreaming? It's the reference I was preaching. And I was acting out his preaching in my dreams. <laughs> Whether I like it or not, do you know the thing? It soaks in. It forms the way you think. It forms the way you reason. One of the things that helps me, has helped me the most in life is testimonies when men of God give the testimonies of their lives. I have this series, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth Hagin. Sometimes I just play, put it there. Let it just play. Let it just play. Let it just fill your head. Fill your heart with simple information. Listen. You know, Solomon says something. Let me quickly just drop this. Solomon says something. He said, I tried all kinds of things. I tried to drink. It was vanity, right? I ate until I was full. It was vanity. 
I said I would be wise. There was not too much time to say, but not one thing he said. I said, let me try foolishness. I dropped down on sharp, sharp. Go and read it. That was one thing Solomon did not hold for more than two days. He said, foolishness is foolish. The how can somebody walk like this? Does it, Solomon would rather be drunk than be foolish. No, go and read it. He said, I tried foolishness. He said, he said, foolishness is madness. He said, at least a wise man's eyes are in his head. But a fool knows nothing. So no more said, no, 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 no. This is my experiment. Not is this level. Please. What am I trying to explain? You can't walk in ignorance. It is madness. When Solomon talked about foolishness, it means not being aware of the environment. That's what he meant. Not having information. Saying you're a Christian, you're not even aware of what the Bible says. So you are being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Let it, let it even, even be that you wrongly interpreted the scripture. But at least know it. At least know it. One man was quoting the other day that Saul did not appear before Samson empty-handed. Empty before Samuel empty-handed. I said, you just say, okay, Samuel is not God. <laughs> That's, that would be your simple answer. One day I was at home. I was listening to one message. One man of God was preaching. And he said the prophet came to see him. And he laughed and said, God does not send prophets to prophets. I just paused the message. I told my mother, it's a lie. I quickly quoted a few scriptures. The young prophet that went to Jeroboam, God sent the old prophet to him. I quoted that David, according to the Bible, was a prophet. Yet God sent Nathan to him. After I dropped two like that, my mother said, ha! People like you are hard to deceive you. That's what my mother, that's what I remember. He said, ah, people like you are hard to deceive. Ah, I said, waiting. How can you tell me God does not send prophets to prophets? Of course he sends prophets to prophets. It's in the scriptures like that. He sends prophets to prophets. After all, they were prophets and teachers. And yet one of them prophesied, separate for me, Paul and Barnabas. It wasn't Paul that headed himself. The Holy Spirit had to speak through somebody else. Now, I'm going to say something here. My mother said simply, no, to, if you have information, it's hard to be deceived. Fill your heart. And I tell you, I always like it when I get there. Christians, listen. If you're a preacher and you have not read God's generals, you know your ministry has a problem from the beginning. There are books out there that you should more fill your heart with. How can you say you want to learn faith you have not read Kinehege? Try. Read him first. You hear us quote things like, I always say anybody that has not read Happiest People on Earth, that's not my friend. In fact, you know if I used to say you are not my friend. Now, what am I saying now? You are my enemy. Before I said you are not my friend, you are neutral. But now I realize you don't like me. Thank God you don't go to MFM. Or that you have been calling fire against me. How could I have been talking about such a book for this length of time? And as at now, you haven't read it. Have you read it? You have a hand. See? That's how you know my friends. <laughs> That's how you know my friends. The point is this. If you don't read those books, there are mistakes you will make with your life. It was in that book I first understood that a man of God can be dishonest and yet be anointed. You know, there are little things I just give you. You know, when I tell you somebody, I pay, like I told you, one man was preaching, I pinched my wife. I said, he's lying. 
They won't give you the boldness. It's things like that that give you boldness for such things. Because you've read the testimony that this man was anointed, but he loved money. And then he died. So going into ministry, I realized that if we don't, if we want to live long, we must not love money. I hope you're getting my point. We step from books like that into God's generals. And these are things, sometimes when I see preachers, when they have not read some things, I'll be wondering, are you, you, do you want God to kill you to teach you a lesson? Because he has killed other people so that you can learn a lesson. He has blessed other people so you can, you can learn a lesson. Must your own life be another experiment? Why don't you just sit down and learn what others have seen? Like I just mentioned to you in a book like John Alexander Dowie. Great, listen, go and read the book. Anointed man. But things went terribly wrong with his ministry and with his life. And for all we know, he died prematurely. There is a reason for it. And we owe ourselves the duty to learn those things. Because you know the truth? God, no matter how much he loves you, he still judges you. And is very, very fair. God will love Moses and call Moses and still kill Moses. Basically telling Moses, if you don't want to die, circumcise this boy. That's what happened. It was still going to kill him. So we learn these things from reading. That's why Paul told Timothy, give attention to the public reading of scripture. So that people will be filled with the knowledge of truth. I said everything I said at the beginning, that to whom much is given, much is expected. The smart device you have in your hands is not meant for gossip. Everything God makes can be misused. I hope you get my point. And most of smart devices are misused. They are misused. They are used for spreading negative things. One man that was killed by his neighbor, you will, you will show us his beheaded body and what it was. What are you? The Bible says, blessed on the mountains are the feet of those that bear good tidings. Turn it upside down. That scripture is still correct. Cursed on, in the valley are the heads of those <laughs> that bring bad news. You should be a bearer of good news. Let people be encouraged by words that come from you. Sow good seeds into their lives. Many people use their smart devices to generate anger in the society. If headsmen kill anybody, it's not from my mouth you will hear. That is not from my phone. I won't forward it to you. But if they rescue somebody, I will fall down to you quickly. Don't worry, you are still safe if you are traveling. The angels of God are with you. Amen? Amen. The misuse of smart devices. You sit down on Facebook following Kim Kardashian. Is it Instagram? You should know that you are an adulterer at heart. Is it adulteress? Men don't follow Kim Kardashian. It's women. Do men follow Kim Kardashian? <laughs> men do. Ha! Ah. Please, you need to give your life to Christ. Any man like that here today, ah, how do I deliver this one? No, do men do such things? Okay, what are you looking for? So, I mean, what are they looking for? Ah, is that any men watch the world? Do they watch the world? Sorry. Men do? Z word. Ah, uh, okay, okay. You know, is this generally all these transgender, transgender men? We have to deliver. <laughs> we have to deliver them. 
The Lord is good. The sin of men is football, you know now. Yes, that's their own sin, iniquity. Watching football is not a sin. Keeping up with everything they are doing is iniquity. They're like, Pastor are you serious? Do I look like I'm joking? Every time you use for something, it's why you don't have to do something else. I hope you get my point. In life, it's called opportunity cost. In fact, the amount of money the players are being paid should provoke you not to watch too much. So after running up and down, shouting, shouting like this, you guys will earn 120 million naira in a month. You've never sent me recharge card. Say, I'm not watching again. Just because I want to deceive yourself into stopping. I mean, are they going to send money to you anyway? No, the sin of me, you know, everybody has his own iniquity. What I wanted to say, let's not misuse the smart devices God has given us. Now, it's not the smart device that's my issue now, but that we are to use every opportunity to fill our hearts with truth. Form chat group with your friends. Form a chat group. As in this chat group, is scripture alone. No news. No birthday. I don't want anything. Don't, don't greet anybody in his birthday. Just say this one. We just want to use it for what? Scriptures. Any new scripture you learn, any new truth, if you get a quote that is nice from anybody, drop it here. Let's interact with one another. If you have questions, drop it here. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Please, let me just say the word of Christ, not the word of witchcraft. I just feel like dropping that. What I mean by word of Christ, a word of witchcraft, not how to manipulate get God to get something. We are talking about just knowing truth and being filled with the knowledge of truth. For example, you just discovered that, ah, do you know God was the one that had in the heart of Pharaoh? Say, hey, what does that mean? Somebody drops it. And that person adds a word. So why would God harden a man's heart? He said, because of the disobedience of his youth that he did not repent from. That day you have learned something. The quote is April Fool. Somebody drops a scripture in the morning, like a madman firing bullets recklessly. So it is the one who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. You hear that in the morning, the whole day you will walk in righteousness. Please, I hope you're getting my point here. For goodness sake, music is good though. But secular music, most of the times, they are bad. You know, when I was a young Christian, we were forbidden. I grew up and realized that there's no law that says I can listen to secular music. Then I grew up more and realized that it is lawful, but it's not expedient. Many of the best secular musicians I've heard, they are high on something, including Two-Face. And Two-Face is one of the sanest Nigerian musicians. Am I lying? That's secular musician. The guy is one of the sanest. The other day, this is our brother, Fino, released one album. He go put Olamide inside. I say, most you use Olamide to spoil this thing. That song, a very nice, worship by Fino. <laughs> <laughs> then, maybe for one reason that he went and do, he did collab with Olamide, that one just used his Lagos. He go, thank you. He just used and spoiled. Ah! I said, God, why? That's a song we'll have been playing and playing and playing. Before Bible study starts, we listen to one line. <laughs> my, my <fino. laughs> Most of them, when they start talking, I like good music. I like the sound of it. But after I listen to some of them two, three times, I get tired. 
You know why? They never lift up your spirit. They can't. They never lift up your spirit. You listen to it, and say, after a while, mm. I say, I mean, let me hear what. The other day, I wanted to remember, I, I remembered the um, fellas, uh, teacher, don't teach me nonsense. So I went and looked for the music. I listened to it, I think, two times. After that, I threw it away. I said, what is it? This one, you abuse the whole government, abuse everybody, abuse your father, abuse your mother, abuse me. Yeah, with goods, with goods, you know, beats and everything. The beats were so nice, but it was so painful that the guy just, I said, bros, I, I, I noticed myself just, I'm not in the house. Teacher, teacher. I said, eh? A man of God. It's enough. It's enough. It's enough. Thank you, thank you. You know, you know, you know how to clear such things. You're correct, Nathaniel Abbasi. Your place, Nathaniel Abbasi. For two days, it will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is good. What's the point I'm making? We deliberately fill our environment with truth. In your car, have a message playing constantly. When you remove the message, put music. When you remove, that's gospel music. When you remove gospel music, put a message. When you remove a message, put Bible on, on, on um, that's audio Bible. When you remove that one, Put a gospel music. When you remove that one, put a message. Sometimes you hear me say that, uh, this person said, this person said, you think I have the time all the time to sit down and listen to people? A lot of times when I'm driving. A lot of times I wake up at night. I just put the message, you know, put it on. If I don't want to disturb my wife, I put, it, put the pillow on it and lie on the pillow. Then after I wanted my wife said that I should, that she don't mind disturbing, I should just leave it on. But there are times she wakes up, she wants to hear it too. Sometimes I kill messages, they play from 11 p.m. till 4 a.m. Around 4 a.m. and I wake up, stop it so I can get some good sleep because they, they have this habit of waking you up periodically. I said, let me get a constant sleep and I put it up around 4 a.m., 3 a.m. Even if I'm sleeping most of the time, something is entering. Trust me, something is entering. I hope you're getting my point here. Listen, Christians, every time have a book you are reading, have a book you are reading. You have read it before, it means nothing. No. Most of the books I'm reading, I have read before. In fact, messages that I listen to, nine out of ten, I have listened to it before. There's only one out of ten that is new. There's, a, there's one message by Kenneth Hagin answering the call. I can preach that message with a man. But when I want to be inspired by him, that's the one I put. I'm telling you, I can preach, that is, as I know what he wants to say next. I don't think I've listened to that message less than a hundred and something times. And that's not exaggerating at all. Yet, if I just feel like being inspired by Kenneth Higgins, you know what I do? I put that same message again. People of God, each time have a Bible portion you are reading. I hope you get my point. Listen, it said, let the word of Christ dwell in you. How? richly, that is in abundance, you should know more scripture than you know football. You should know more scripture than you know fashion. For those of you who follow funny people. You should know more scripture than you know movies. And you should know more scripture than all of this combined. You know what? You will find out that the Bible, like I said at the beginning, has prescribed an acceptable word for every situation. And that word will come out of you easier. You know the truth about it? Sometimes you don't even know the word is there. 
You know what David said? He said, my rain doth instruct me in the night seasons. I know what I said about that. It means I first instructed it in the day season. That in the time of pressure, something inside my heart spoke up. But that was because when there was no pressure, I put it inside there. I hope you're getting my point. Listen. A holy competition you should have between yourself and your friend is how many books you have read. Serious books. Those days when I was in university, oh God, the kind of people I lived with. I've told you their stories before. Interesting human beings. When they wanted to fight, they fought with the word of God. That is, they are quarreling. And I want to say quarrel now. Serious quarrel that leads to people not talking to each other. But it's from, from scriptures. Paul said, no, that was not how Paul said it. They will be bringing versions of the Bible to argue with each other. Once I got the book, The Father and His Family, by A.W.K. One brother is a pastor in Lagos now. I saw him reading the book, went for a book fair. I abandoned the books in the book fair, and I said, sir, while you are reading these books, looking at the books in the book fair, can I be reading this one? So I stood in a corner, and I was reading after some time, maybe like 30 minutes, he wanted to leave. He said he's leaving. I should, I should give him his book, so I gave it to him. Then I got to my hostel in the evening. I saw him outside, washing clothes. So I got and I said, good afternoon, sir. We saw earlier today at the book fair. While you are washing, can I be reading that book? Seriously. He said, ah, you like this book so much. Okay, I give you for two days. What did he say? Two days. Do I need to tell you the book followed me everywhere? I did little else but studied the father and his family by EWKM. I read it and read it and read it. But like I always say, that is not the story. So after two days, I gave him back his book. Then one day, I was shining with the book in my room, telling people how, what I read. And the president of my fellowship that time, my roommate, we used to call him Pastor E. Pastor E said that he read the book. I said, where did you get it? He said, no, that's the same one you were reading. I said, no, how could you have read it? I had it with me all the time, and I read it all the time. He said, no, that one day he came to the room. <laughs> Coming from class, because he wanted to sleep. And he found me asleep. And the book was just on the table beside me. He sat down from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. I said, Pastor E, he said, yes. That I finished the book that night. By the time you woke up in the morning, I had finished with the book. <laughs> I don't know whether you are getting my point. When I woke up in the morning, he was done. That's how come in those two days that guy gave me, that I had the book with me all the time, the man read it, and I was not aware. He didn't tell me. It was when I was, that one. I read it while, you, while men slept, you know, like the Bible said. <laughs> Ah, my people of God, you know what we used to do? We didn't have the money. So we photocopied books. Somebody would bring a book, we we'll carry it, we'll go and photocopy. That's how we give people gifts. I've told you my testimony. In the year 1994, I listened to Bishop Oedipo alone for over 500 hours in the period of eight months. Now, I'm not saying he's the only man I listened to. I'm saying that the one I calculated, that excludes all the other ministers I listened to during the same period. One day I laughed. My friend said, look at him. He's laughing like Bishop. I'm serious. I didn't even know 
I was laughing like Bishop. One day went through Kenehigin books, and I found that there was none I had not read, not one. Any Kenehigin book I have not read now was released after the mandate. The only ones I had not read were the ones that are daily devotionals. You know, they just extracted them and comp- compiled them into daily reading. Faith food for this, faith food. So I didn't have to read down because they were daily devotionals. And they were starting from the other books anyway. But all the other books, every single one of them, every single one I had read. Every single one. What am I trying to say? Christians, I want to wake us up to it again. Let's make reading a habit. It's only the heart that's filled with knowledge. That's not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. It's only the heart that is filled with the truth of Christ that can open, open, you understand, the mouth can open thereof and utter words that are acceptable to God. Otherwise, you utter words that are just uttering somebody else's words. Once my mother said she heard that I was spending all my money buying tapes that my husband, my auntie said. And I said, at least I remember she said it's all my money, not all her money. That is, I, and this was not a joke. Every, they knew me in the tape market. They, they actually thought maybe I used to sell. They didn't know they were personal use materials. People go and buy one cassette. I didn't use to buy one cassette. I bought packs. I go at a time, buy 30. If you give me a message, listen to it. I don't listen to it. I first make a copy. I return your original to you. Then I go and listen to it. If I don't like it, I can wipe my tape after. If I loved you, I wanted to show you my love for you. It was a tape I gave you. First time I met my wife, I went to pay her a visit. I said, let me not go empty-handed. What will I take? Go for discoveries, Bishop Oedipo. That was my gift. Take. I finally had two copies. You know why? When I married her, she brought that one back into the house. I hope you get my point. Listen, listen. I, I grew up in university when, you know, sometimes people will even go and listen to tongues and come and speak it. It got that crazy. One of our brothers, he came to fellowship, was ministering one day. Ah, I said, I've heard that tongue before. You know, in my mind. <laughs> in my mind. I've heard that thing before. I still remember the tongue. I can still speak a bit of it for you. Why? Because we got the Kenehagen tape. When he listened to it, listened to it, he now carried it to fellowship, come and minister. He begins to speak tongue like Kenehagen. Hey, can you have... I like... Bros, not like that. <laughs> but at least that's the kind of crazy thing. That, I mean, it's good madness. Are you getting my point? That's the kind of madness. It's good madness. If that's what we are doing, it's good. It's good. I hope you're getting my point here. What am I doing this evening as I close? I want you to get angry with ignorance. Don't wait for Pastor Baki to tell you everything. He can't. Do you get my point? Get these materials we talk about. Eat them. Know them. Take your Bible. At least know the letters of the Bible. So that the Spirit has something to breathe upon. Know your Bible. Read it. Read it. It's no longer written in Latin. Now, there's Bible in any language you speak. I hope you know that. Some people, their only assignment in this life is to bring Bible into any language they hear. There are languages that are only written. They only have a written form because missionaries said that they must, have, they, they must be able to read the word. So they converted that language to a written form. Then translated the Bible into the written form. So there's no reason to be ignorant in this generation. That's why I said, to whom much is given, much is expected. And I'm saying to you this evening, God is expecting much from you. He gave you that smart device in your hand. It's your own Roman road. It's your way by which the word of God will fill your heart entirely. There was a time that it didn't happen that I didn't listen to two hours of a message in a day. 
Every day I did two hours. Sometimes I'm not even driving. I'm just sitting down. down. Two, two straight hours. These days, of course, you sacrifice something. You sacrifice a match. This, no matter how much football you know, it's not taking you anywhere. I hope you, you get my point. So they help you argue. When you're arguing with jobless people like yourself, that's all. You will not say anything constructive. So I'm not saying don't watch football at all, but cut it down by just 90%. Only 90%. Manage the balance 10%. That's more, t- that is, that's, in, that's extra time to feed with the word of Christ. So that you can do what? Speak words that are acceptable. Don't forget, life and death. Where are they? The power of the tongue. Come on, bow down here to give a lot of thanks. That's the end of our series, Building Up Your Faith. Say, Lord, thank you for truth. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for revelation. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. As you depart from here, goodness will go with you in Jesus' name. Favor will go with you in the name of Jesus. Ability for righteousness will go with you in Jesus' name. Sickness will fall away from you in Jesus' name. Confusion is removed from you in the name of Jesus. Danger is removed from you in the name of Jesus. Divine protection wraps around you better in the name of Jesus. The love of God wraps around you in the name of Jesus. No evil will befall you. And no plague will come near your dwelling place. I feel like saying that again. Whether you're at home or you're on the road, you are traveling back, you are in the air, you are going by sea, you are going by road, whatever it is, no evil will befall you. Amen. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Amen. The affliction that God has sent to the wicked will not come to your home. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As the spirit of death missed the houses of the um, Israelites when they were in Egypt, so will your house be shielded in Jesus' name. Amen. The blood of Jesus covers you entirely. Amen. Covers your household. Amen. Therefore, you will not fear. Amen. I rebuke fear out of your life. Amen. Every pain in your body, I command it to disappear. Amen. And I release you into the freedom that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Quickly bless three people around you, please. This is your season.